0: What's good, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Amatella ATI is podcast here on this Wednesday, September the 7th, the year 2022. Lots to do here on this uh, 2022 NFL season prediction and preview show. I will give you, like we've done in the previous uh, three, this is now the f- 18, 19, 20, 21, the fifth. Can set. We've been doing the show four years, but this is our fifth NFL season heading into it. As the season uh, will begin on a Thursday night, with the first Sunday taking place a few days from now. We will give you my, uh, or I will give you my 2022 NFL season predictions. You know how in the previous years how I do it. I pick who's going to finish first, first, second, third, last, in every division. Who will be the division winners? who will uh win the division, get what get what wild card seed, predict the the two conference championship games, the Super Bowl Super Bowl champion, MVP, offensive player of the year, offensive uh offensive uh, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, coach of the year, comeback player of the year, and uh and then of course preview the wild card game or excuse me the kickoff game I'm thinking my mind's on baseball right now thinking uh preview the uh the kickoff game between the Bills and the Rams uh and then also I will give you I'll give you who's going to be who I think is going to be the NFL surprise team 2022 and who are my and who are the Super Bowl contenders heading into the 2022 season. Well, I will begin uh and I've been sitting on this for the longest time. I've been sitting on it all spring, all summer, all through training camp, all through July, all through August. It's all off-season long, all through training camp, and I've been waiting for the right time for me to uh for me to give you for me to to sound off on this. And I might as well might as well let it be now, uh, you know, because I uh, might as well let it be now before the games start and before you know I the Orioles play a game or whatever that gets me riled up and all of a sudden I can't uh, get this thought off my chest and into the uh, sports podcast uh, ether. And that is the fact, ladies and gentlemen, that as a Cincinnati Bengals fan that goes back to 2007 with Cedric Benson, Carson Palmer. Uh, Rudy Johnson, uh, uh, Chad, uh, Chad Johnson, T.J. huseman Zada with uh, Marvin, with Marvin Lewis as the head coach, with Shane Graham as the kicker. I, I am sick and tired of the disrespect and the lack of just, I don't, I guess respect. I'm just tired of it that my Cincinnati Bengals have gotten. I am so freaking tired of it. I am tired, uh, tired and fed up and done with the the overall disrespect and lack of reverence that my Cincinnati Bengals are getting heading into this season. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of the same old, stupid, asinine, tired-ass tired, tired ass narrative that the, Bengals, that the Bengals are going to regress. The Bengals up to no good. Last year was a fluke. They got all the breaks in the world. Ryan Tannehill, you know, you can give me Ryan Tannehill. You can give me the Chiefs with the offense imploding and the, and the secondary stunk with Daniel Sorensen and the Raiders. The Derek Carr's not that good. The clock struck midnight on a Cinderella crazy season. You know, Evan McPherson made ninety million field goals. They got lucky. Uh, you know, they had the horseshoe. It was finally their time. And 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 offense defense is going to figure out. Jamar Chase is not going to have that great of a season. The the, the 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 bills are the, the bills are just the greatest thing in the world. Josh Allen is a god. He's gonna have a fantastic season. The bills are gonna just run the table, go undefeated, win the Super Bowl by fifty points. It's the Buffalo Bills year. They're finally they're gonna be due because they they couldn't get off the field in thirteen seconds against the Chiefs, and they got screwed with the bad overtime rules. We've been playing a hundred years with. Uh, you know, not 100 years, 10 years with the overtime rules. We played with them. Uh, added, we played We played with the overtime rules for 10 years. Had no problems with it with the team that gets the ball first. The overtime goes down the field and a touchdown. That's it. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we feel so bad for the Bills. And we so, feel so bad for the fan base. feel so bad for Allen. We feel so bad for McDermott. We feel so bad for Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. We feel so bad with Buffalo's, We'll change the rules. We'll change the rules. We'll put the Bills Super Bowl. We'll change the overtime rules. Is that and the other? And the Cincinnati Bengals, ah, you know, cute story. But the Rams were better. They were the better team. And and I can I on paper I will admit they that they were the better team on paper. But even though still should have still should have won that damn game. But all this Bengals. Not, not a chance. Rams win a division uh, before the Watson suspension was handed down. This the Brown division. Joe, the, somehow you, you had idiots, morons, lunatics in here, and trying to tell me that Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback as of right now, twenty twenty two, than Joe Burrow, which was absolutely preposterous. I, it's enough. It's it's, it's enough. I, I I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear it anymore. I understand. And I made this point when we lost the Super Bowl back in February. I understand that that outside of the 2018 New England Patriots, there hasn't been a team in quite some time that has lost the Super Bowl and made it back the next season. I get that. I understand that. I understand that there hasn't been a repeat NFL champion since... 2004. It's been 18 years. I get that too. I understand that it's hard to win a national football league. I understand it's hard to win championships in national football league. I understand that it's hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions, let alone, re, let alone. Go back to back in Super Bowls when you when you lost the first one. I get that. I know that the AFC is 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 is, is stacked. It's a gauntlet. I understand the AFC West is the best in football, and a team that finishes in last place in that division will probably finish with a record no worse than nine and eight, ten and seven. Hell, probably eleven and maybe maybe and maybe in in some ridiculous chance eleven and six, you finish in last place. I, I I understand that the buff that the Buffalo Bills is everybody's flavor of the month and that they're a damn good football team. That Josh Allen's the top three quarterback in National Football League. Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, they went out there. Dawson Knox is no slouch at the at the tight end position. They went out there and they got Von Miller and that they're due. And that how many times are the Buffalo Bills going to get the short end of the stick And that whole mantra? I understand. That, that 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 the Ravens are going to be good. They're going to be back. They're going to be hungry after their see after the that after their star players were injured. The hell and back beginning with their two running backs and at, at the end of at the end of uh, preseason last year. And Lamar Jackson's going to be in this revenge tour because he, because he you no know, because of because he doesn't have a new contract right now and he was injured at the end of the last season and 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 hardball is itching to get back after you know 10 years since since he and in the, the old and the old Raven regime of the 2012 of that 2012 team since they last won a super bowl i get that i i get that i understand that i get it i came on there on the show and talked and explained to you and drew it up and draw and was drawn and this is back in in mid February prior prior to the draft prior to free agency prior to the trades prior to Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City and going to the Dolphins I get that I I laid it out for you guys I told you that it's not a guarantee for the Bengals to get back to the Super Bowl I I, I told you guys this and I acknowledge it. That it's not going to be an easy path for the Bengals to get back. I know that. I know it. I know it. I believe it. Even if they do get back, which I hope, Lord willing, that they do, it's not going to be an easy road to get back. It's going to be damn hard, if not harder, to get back this year than it was last year because of how, Competitive the AFC is, how many Super Bowl contenders are in that conference, and on top of the fact that the Bengals have the hardest schedule in the AFC, third hardest in all of football, but the hardest in the entire 15 team conference. I get it. But the idea that the Bengals are going to Hit the wall, are going to fall flat on their face, and it's going to be basically right back to where they were in 2020 and 2019 and 18 is sheerly asinine, stupid, foolish, and devoid of a damn clue. The Bengals are not going backwards. If anything, they're going forwards. They signed Alex Kappa, they signed Ted. Car- Caracas, Caras, whatever his name is, two one player blocking for Brady, the Grace of all time, and there and the offensive line that he had last year, and then the other one did a solid job for Mac Jones in New England. Not to mention left tackle Lyle Collins, who they gave a bushel of money to back in mid March. The left, the, their left tackle, gave a boatload of money to. Blocking and protecting Dak Prescott to the point where the Dallas to the point where you had Dallas Cowboy fans saying Adam I'm screaming from the rooftops at the top of the lungs. Hey, why in the world do we were we so just so transactional and nonchalant of letting Lyle Collins go? Our offensive line, we we got no chance if we don't have a if we don't have a decent option at tackle to protect the Dak, we're going to be screwed. To the point so bad to the point where the Cowboys had no choice but at the 11th hour to sign Jason Peters who's a hundred years old with 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 a with a with a leg injury rap sheet the the, the as long as Al Capone hundred years old been in the league forever and has got and, 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 it's had, and it's had many of leg injuries significant ones at that. Cowboys so desperate they had to go out there and sign him at the, at the last minute. They didn't sign him beginning of August, late July, mid-June. No, they signed him a, a week, about, a, a, about less than a week out of when they got to host the Bucks on Sunday Night Football. And a scramble to replace a guy that the Bengals gave a whole hell of a lot of money to to protect Joe Burrow. They made it to the Super Bowl. They won 13 games with a bottom-tier offensive line. Arguably one of the worst in the sport that was somehow an improvement from 2020s, which was, the, which was deplorable. They're managed without with with a bad offensive line. Joe Burrow, who is a damn stud. Joe Burrow, who's a damn stud. Jamar Chase breaking offensive rookie wide receiving records left and right. Joe Mixon, who was a top five back in football statistically, who 50% of the time was Met was practically met in the backfield by every by 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 defending by 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 an opposing linebacker or defensive lineman, and yet and took out and look at the teams that they took out. Put the okay. You're not impressed by the Raiders win. Fine, but what 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 happened? They went into Tennessee, who had the number one seed, in a week off, and punched them in the mouth. Had Ryan Tannehill though, th- I understand Ryan Tannehill's Ryan Tannehill through three, th- but forcing turnovers in the playoffs still holds weight for that defense. Jesse Bates, who had a average at best regular season, come playoff time shows up. It's looking like Ed Reed for goodness sakes. Secondary steps up, Logan Wilson is playing like freaking Mike Singletary. Trey Hendrickson is just all of a sudden the second com- is all of a sudden the second coming of uh of uh of he uh, he he he's he's, just, he's he he himself damn near looks like uh looks 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 like Aaron Donald. Look, look looks looks all looks looks like a Hall of Famer throwing Jamar Chase, throwing Mixon, and then throwing Burrow, who's got the heart of a champion, fights until the final whistle, fights for every single inch, and straight up has that attitude that I'm better than you, and I'ma go out there and, and and play my ass off and prove to you why. Yet all of that and a beat and also they beat Big Bad Kansas City. Not once, but twice in a month. The first time at home in a second-half deficit. I forget I forget the differential. You can go ahead and look it up yourself. At home to win, to win their division. Down in the second half, Joe Burrow getting eaten alive by Chris Jones and still somehow, and Jamar Chase still somehow found a way and dropped over 200 yards of receiving on the Kansas City Secondary. And oh, by the way, a few weeks later, heightened stakes on the road in the AFC championship game. And in case you guys soon to forget, until the Bengals did it, there was one team, one coach, one quarterback that could say proudly we beat Petch Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at home and in the AFC Championship game. One coach, one team, one quarterback that could, that could say that prior to that game. And you know who it was? The greatest head coach quarterback combination in the history of the National Football League in Brady and Belichick and the New England Patriots. They, beat, they were the only team prior to the Bengals to beat the Chiefs with Mahomes at quarterback on the road. They beat them in the AFC Championship game. Many have tried. Many have failed. The Bills, by the apple, twice have failed on both accounts. The Texans failed. Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson. The Titans, Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel failed. Stefanski and Baker Mayfield Failed. Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor. First go around at it, down 18 points, 21 to three. Looks like they're about to get their heads bashed in by halftime leading up to the clutch Eli Apple tackle of Tyreek Hill to close out the half. And what do they do? Defense goes out there and stops them. Keeps Kansas City out of the end zone. 18 unanswered points, ties the game, forces overtime. First play from scrimmage. Patrick Mahomes goes deep, tipped past Jesse Bates, intercepted. Bengals get the ball, march down the field, kick a game-winning field goal, go to the Super Bowl. Have all of you guys out there that are riding the Bills. Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, the bandwagon. Have you guys forgotten that? I understand that. uh, Listen, I understand having a difference of opinion. I understand having a difference of a pick. I understand that it's not. Again, nothing is guaranteed. Bengals aren't guaranteed to go back to the Super Bowl next season. They're not. They're not guaranteed. Hell, they're not even guaranteed to win their own division. I think it's a two-team race between them and Baltimore, but they're not guaranteed to win the division. They are guaranteed to make the playoffs, and if you think not, you don't know what the hell you're talking about and you're not paying attention. I do think they're guaranteed to make the playoffs, and I do think they're guaranteed that it, when when, and if they make the playoffs for a deep run, I do know that, because it's not a team that's going to go backwards. Okay, These are not, these are not the Marvin Lewis Cincinnati Bengals. These are not your fathers, your grandfathers, Cincinnati Bengals. This is not 88 or 81 where it's we make the Super Bowl and then we fall flat on our ass in 82 and in in 89. No, 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 no. If you say, well, the Bengals will make the Super Bowl next year, tough pill to swallow, but it wouldn't surprise me. But unless literally the offensive line goes to hell, literally unless the injury bug rips through the Bengals' Like as Saban would say, "Shit through a tin horn." There isn't a chance in hell the Bengals fall flat on their face flat on their face in 2022. Not a chance. They finish with a sub five. They lose. They win less than 11 games. Miss the playoffs. Five, sub 500, unless unless the season goes up in smoke because everybody and their mother is injured. Unless that happens, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be good a damn and a damn good football team, and they're going to be all right, as Kendrick Lamar said. They're going to be all right. Bengals going to be good. So don't sit up here and try to give me the same old tired-ass narrative, well, the Bengals going to regress. They're going to step back and borrow this and... Will the offensive line hold up and uh, I'll take that one. they said they addressed the offensive line as if as if it's just as if it's just talk and smoke and mirrors and BS. No, they did go out there and spent money and rebuilt their offensive line. They got the Cowboys' best offensive linemen and they got one of the best offensive line for the Patriots. And a, and, a, and a decent offensive lineman from, the, from, from New England from the Patriots, and they got a damn good offensive lineman that was blocking for Tom Brady that that got them and won them a Super Bowl. So an improved offensive line on top of a team that punched the Chief Chiefs in the mouth twice to win a division and a win a conference down eight down eighteen points. Beat the number one seed, Kansas City Chiefs. Stopped the freight train and and menace to the NFL society that is Derrick Henry, as a running back, not as a person, but as a as a running back with his with his elite ground game. So it's like, and they did it with with the subpar offensive line then. So it's like, what else you want them to do? And oh, by the way, came came within an eyelash of beating the Rams and they'd be and they'd be in the Super Bowl. And if they had to win the Super Bowl, everybody and their mother would be either A, anticipating their downfall, Super Bowl hangover, they'll fall flat on their face, go 500, miss the playoffs, or everybody and their mother would be picking them to go back. And they came within an eyelash of winning it. Think about it. If there if there isn't a flag thrown on Logan Wilson for a holding, or if Eli Apple knew how to cover Cooper Cup, or if, you have to, or if they knew how to get off the field and force a Stafford interception throughout that final drive, or if Aaron Donald gets blocked for a second, second and a half, two seconds longer, and Joe Burrow finds Jamar Chase down the right sideline you've seen the picture if he if he gets a second two seconds, three seconds more protection, and Donald is a few seconds late to burrow than he was and he finds Jamar Chase down the right sideline who cooked Jamal who cooked Jalen Ramsey on that route we're not even having this conversation, and the Bengals win the Super Bowl. And everybody is replaying, "Oh my goodness, greatest finish Super Bowl I've ever seen!" Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase to win the Super Bowl with 20 seconds left, or at minimum, put themselves in a the position to set up Evan McPherson to kick a game-tying field goal to go to overtime. And I'm not saying this to rehash Super Bowl, Super Bowl for the 9 millionth time. I'm saying this to make a point that the Bengals came within oh so close of being the Super Bowl champions, of being the NFL champions, came within an eyelash of winning the whole damn thing. And on paper, whether I like it or not, the Rams on paper were the better team. Donald, better player, both defenses, had had Bengals and Rams. Rams, better team on paper. Better team on paper, meaning better roster. Quarterback, I think Joe Burrow slightly better than Stafford, and, and they got a slightly and they got a better running game, but the Rams do everything else. Defensively and probably with the coach, the Rams would probably head to head up against each other, or have the edge over Cincinnati in that one. And they almost beat them to win the Super Bowl with a subpar offensive line. And they held Aaron Donald. You remember, Aaron Donald was nowhere to be found in the first half. Nowhere to be found. Yet all of a sudden, the Bengals, having spent money in the offseason, back in the early spring, getting Lyle Collins and Ted and, and Alex, all of a sudden they're going to take a step back and they're going to regress? Really? I understand I'm making a back to Super Bowl, but they're going to regress and fall flat on their asses. Really, having built the offensive line, invested it, invested in the offensive line financially, and oh by the way, have built built went out of their way and built up their defense throughout the draft. Dax Hill, who's a Swiss Army knife, can play safety, can play corner, slot, outside corner, safety. Who got many of starter reps and training camp during Jesse Bates's holdout? And oh, by the way, Jesse Bates, Pro Bowl safety, who had a hell of a play, who had a hell of a January last season, is also back. On top of Chidobe Awuzie and Mike Hilton and Von Bell, who are no slouches, who are damn good players in the secondary in their own right. Logan Wilson, who if the Bengals would have won, was 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 a Super Bowl MVP finalist. Underrated run, underrated linebacker out of Wyoming. Throwing a defensive line, which gets after the quarterback like I haven't seen like I haven't seen the Bengals done prior to last season in years. Trey Hendrickson. Seattle, so yeah, they'll miss uh, Larry Olgan Joby. Uh, B.J. Hell. Jermaine Pratt, who had the interception to ice the game against the, against the Raiders. I understand not the 85 Bears, the defense. But they got a good defense. They got playmakers on defense. They got pro bowlers. They got all pros on defense. And then on offense, well, J- Jamar Chase is going to step back. Okay, fine. So, okay... I grant you, Jamar Chase doesn't have the season he had. He doesn't fall flat on his face, but he, but he doesn't break all these receiving records next year. But if he's still productive, still scoring touchdowns, still collecting these ridiculous thousand-plus-yard receiving, okay, fine. And even if he has a, for his standards, a down year, what are you gonna do about T. Higgins? who had a 1,000-yard receiving season last year, and Tyler Boyd, who damn it had a 1,000-yard had a receiving season last year. What are you going to do about those two? You cover Chase, you leave you leave, uh, you leave Higgins, and you leave Boyd out to cook you. Oh, by the way, they replaced C.J. Uzama with Hayden Hurst, who's a, who's a solid tight end, at least if you want to throw out what he did with the Falcons, who was a solid tight end and was a solid security blanket for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens a few years ago. Not making it back to the Super Bowl, yes. Not guaranteed to win the conference, yes. Not guaranteed to win the division, yes. They're not a pencil in and a shoe in to make the Super Bowl. I get that. But they're not going to fall off the face of the earth because it's the Bengals and Mike Brown and no indoor practice facility and all them other tired-ass narratives that you've been hearing from the media and from jealous disgruntled hated hating fan bases over the last few months that's not going to happen these are not your grandfather's cincinnati bengals Times are different. Times have changed now. They've sold the right. They've sold stadium. They've sold the rights to the stadium to get more money. They are building a temporary indoor practice facility. Times are a change with Cincinnati Bengals franchise. When they spent money and got Joe Burrow, at least bought Joe Burrow on offensive line, and they've re and they've reinvested and tried to revamp the defense through the draft. So, no, no, no. that's that, that's that's not No, it's not happening. And the thing that and the thing that really drives me crazy is that it's tough for me to hear the Bengals will take a step back and 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 and, and I gotta read and hear. A long a laundry list of reasons why the Bengals won't get back to the Super Bowl, but yet in the same breath, everybody and their mother has got the uh, has got the Buffalo Bills to be to be a to be a, a, a in pencil of men to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. So let me get this straight: the Bengals, who unlike who unlike the Bills, have beaten Kansas City in the playoffs on the road. Who unlike the Bills have taken out the conference's number one seed in the playoffs, and unlike the Bills have made it to the Super Bowl, yet all of a sudden, the Bills... Yeah, all of a sudden, if you don't pick the Bills to go to the Super Bowl, you're practicing football uh, sacrilege. You're practicing football blasphemy if you somehow don't join a laundry list of media people and fans that are picking the Bills to go to go to the Super Bowl. When they... Have, when they haven't gone with Josh Allen under center, the Bengals have. They're more of a balanced offense than the Buffalo Bills are. They can run the football with Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon can run for over a thou, can run for over a thousand yards just as easily as Jamar Chase can catch and run for a thousand yards. They can kill. They can kill you throwing the. Fo- they can kill you running the football just as easy as they can running it. And vice versa. Did the Buffalo Bills do anything drastically crazy to improve their running game? And make themselves more balanced? I have Stanley Brunn and Von Miller. But if I shut down the passing attack, who are they gonna have to run the work the clock? Who are they gonna have third on those third and ones and those third and twos, third and threes? And unlike Buffalo, when the chips were in the middle of the table and it was do-or-die time, their backs were up against the wall, the Bengals' defense knew how to get off the field late in games against Kansas City in the playoffs. Bills, 13 seconds, went right down the field and scored. Overtime, right down the field and scored. The following week. Chiefs get the ball overtime. What do they do? They force them inter- They force a Mahomes interception. First play from scrimmage. When the ch- when the Bills backs against the wall in the 2020 championship game. When it was a when you could when you could see that the that 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 the Bills needed to make a play to prevent the avalanche and prevent the game to get away from them. What happened? Bills collapsed like a cheap like a cheap tent. Chiefs went to the went for the jugular and and they and and, and 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 they pierced it. Chiefs went for the jugular with Cincinnati and Cincinnati fought back. 21-3. Got off the deck. Fought back. Somehow someway came back to tie the game. And there was little to no difference between the 2020 Chiefs team and the 2021 Chiefs team. Little to no difference. Still had Terry Hill. Mahomes was still there. Still had Travis Kelsey. He had Deversons in the offensive line. But it's still the same team overall, primarily speaking. Bills got ran out of the building. Bengals ran the Chiefs out of the building. Out of their own building. And listen, there's nothing against the Buffalo Bills. They're a Super Bowl contender. If you told me they'd make it back, and if they'd win it, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. They're a damn good football team. And we're gonna see what the Bengals are, got, got. We're gonna see they've yet to go up and go up against each other. Josh Allen and and, and 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 Burrow. We're gonna see what 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 each other's made of up against each other, and what those teams are made up of against each other when they play each other on that Monday night in early January. We'll 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 see. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be? The, who's the better team? head to head up against each other in the back end of the season, but as of right now, before before right now heading into the season, better I, I you cannot discount the Bengals and then shoe in the Bills because comparatively how they've gone not up against each other but against common opponent, i.e. Kansas City, i.e. in AFC Championship games on the road. In playoff games uh, against top seeds. The Bengals have gotten to Super Bowl. The Bills have not. And the inconsistency that I can't take is you'd be a fool not to pick the Bills to make it. Yet the Bills, every single time they run into Kansas City, they 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 they, they always end up end up with the short end of the stick. 0 2 defense couldn't get off the field 13 seconds. Couldn't stop Mahomes in overtime. I mean, you name it. Yet and Josh Allen, same thing. You know, we we forget this. Josh Allen has yet to win a road playoff game. He's lost wild card round to the Texans in 2019. He lost the 20 championship game in Kansas City. And he lost the twenty-one divisional game against Kansas City back in January. He's zero and three in road playoff games. Joe Burrow's two and 0 and three, two and zero. Josh Allen has not only yet to prove to me that he's able to beat Kansas City, can he prove to me that he can win a playoff game outside of the friendly confines of Bills Mafia up there in Orchard Park? Because so far, he's 0 for 3. Burrow's done it twice. You can see being, sit me and quibble and say, ah, oh, you're being a whole Nonsense. I'm going off of the facts, the data, and the statistics. The data says Allen's 0 and 3 outside of Orchard Park in playoff games. Joe Burrow is 2 and 0. Like it or not, that that's that's what it is. So I I can't I can't again I understand Allen's great and how can you not listen They they're selling Josh Allen cereal for goodness sakes on the shelves at at my local Wegmans. I know how big and how good and how great and talented Josh Allen is. How can you hate him and how can you hate the Bills? How, and I got the top five best fan bases, not just in football, but arguably in all of sports. But I can't take everyone jumping on the Bills mafia bandwagon and discrediting the Bengals. When in the Bengals in a smaller sample size have accomplished more than the Bills have in their three bites at at, at, the, at the apple. In a smaller sample size, over the last few seasons, the Bengals have accomplished more than what the Bills have in a larger sample size. Again, Allen is 0-3 in road playoff games. 0-2 against Kansas City in playoff games. Burroughs 2-0 on the road and 1-0 against Kansas City. Again, the only people outside, the only people that can say that they've beat Mahomes in the playoffs at Arrowhead, Brady, Belichick. Joe Burrow first full season as a starter did what only those two great ones have been able to accomplish. Stefanski and Mayfield have tried and failed. Watson and O'Brien have tried and failed. Allen and McDermott have tried and failed. Tannehill and... uh. Vrabel have tried and failed. Burrow and Taylor have tried and succeeded. I ain't. Go, I'm, I'm done with the Bengals disrespect. I'm done, and and the Chargers too. I love the Chargers. I think the Chargers, just to give you a little bit of a spoiler, Chargers. I think are going to finish with the best record in all of football this season. But Brandon Staley can't even pull his head out of his ass to 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 not call a timeout to prevent his team from tying the Raiders to get into the playoffs. And Herbert may end up being a better quarterback statistically, and it's probably a better quarterback talent-wise than Burrow is, whether it be when it's all said and done when they both retire, or as of right now, when I'm as sure as I'm sitting here, September 2022 prior to the season starting. But can Herbert get to the playoffs first before he put him in the Hall of Fame? That's all I'm saying. Just getting started. Feisty today. It's the preview show. The Am Tellius podcast. (laughs) Back to the um, i it is podcast. Before we get to my predictions and later on the my Bills and Rams uh, previewing that game and my uh, pick for who will finish one and zero to begin the season, um, let's go through what teams I think will be surprises this season and who are the Super Bowl contenders. Heading into heading into uh, heading into the new season, I think the teams that will be that will surprise some folks will be the. I think the Philadelphia Eagles is one of them. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are a team that is a Super Bowl contending dark horse, not obviously to win all thing, but to make it out of the NFC. I think they are a dark horse. They got a they got a, a, a solid offensive line. They had the number one rushing attack in football last year. Um they went out there, they dumped Jalen Rager and, and got him over to the Vikings. But I think that AJ I think having AJ Brown on the team will AJ Brown you cannot go wrong when you when you're when your wide receiver one and two are AJ Brown and uh AJ Brown and um and uh, Devonta Smith. The stud uh, Heisman Trophy winner out of Alabama, you can you cannot go wrong when those two guys are your first two options at wide receiver. So even if you even if you're in the camp where you fully don't trust uh, Jalen Hurts to lead the uh, Eagles to wins with his arms, I, I mean when those two guys are your options to throw to, as long as he can get the ball to them, even if they have to be on out routes, curl routes uh uh slants and drag routes over the middle of the field down low uh jalen as as long as Jalen hurts can get the ball to him i think he's going i think he's going to be all right. Um and Jalen Hurts running the football is just as good as It's just as good as Lamar Jackson all the guys we've seen. He's a he's a tremendous quarterback in the National Football League as well at the quarterback position. Who I think if all if all th- you know in putting a put in the perfect circumstances, everything comes together, has the opportunity to be coming to be in that conversation as top ten best in the league as well. Um, he runs the football tremendously well. Great open field runner. Uh, hard to ta- hard to tackle, and I and I think I think throwing the football, you know, he he was not he he was not good at all in the wild card game against Tampa. But I think him and them experiencing that, getting blown out the way they did, I think they can definitely use that as a as a as a as a motivating tool and a learning tool i think they i think they will nick sirianni head coach i think they will will, they will learn from it they have learned from it i think they will learn that as they will not use that as something to put them put hurts as a quarterback back and put them as a franchise back i think if anything they can use that as a stepping stone and a motivational tool for them to launch forward rather than them to go back. I do think, though, having said that, it's that it's do or die for Jalen Hurts. That if he if he can't succeed with having a, with having a good rushing attack and having those two guys at wide receiver to throw to, I think if not, I think if he can't get it done this season, then then the Eagles got to find themselves another option at the quarterback position. But I th- but you know. Some pressure bursts pipes and some t- and also and and on the flip side it also creates diamonds and I think that and I think that it's a, that's good, that 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 Jalen Hurts and Eagles they it's a good opportunity in front of them for that for the pressure that he that he is that he's facing in heading into this season I think it, this could be a diamond that's going to come out on the other side I think they're going to be a very surprising team I liked it I liked their defense. That uh, I like their defense, good solid rushing attack, the dual threat that Hurts has, and when A.J. Brown and and um, and, and uh, Devonta Smith are your two options at wide receiver, I mean you can't you can't you know outside outside you know there's not too many teams that have a good wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Uh, the Bengals is the first one I saw off the top of my head, and then good luck trying to find trying to find uh, trying to find another team with a good dynamic threat one and two. Uh, well, and now and now that I say that, you get the Vikings with Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And ain't a, there ain't a whole hell of a lot of teams where you going where going into a game, you got a game plan and making sure that two wide receivers don't take over the game, not just one. The Eagles are on their, are on their very short list of teams. I think they'll surprise. Uh, I think they'll su- they'll surprise some folks here in 2022. I think the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know about surprising, but I think that they I think that they are definitely in the conversation to win the division. I think a change of scenery for Matt Ryan will be a good thing. I think I think him being with a new team. I think it's do or die time for Frank Reich. You know, we you know then one and done when he had Philip Rivers. Uh, couldn't make the playoffs when once was pathetic, and the entire team was just was just deplorable uh, again against the Jaguars in week eighteen. In week eighteen, back on the back on uh, January the 9th. so I think it's do or die time for him. But let's see if it's if it's a, you know it was the second act when Phillip Rivers showed up. Uh, it will be the second act for Brady with Tampa went well, second act for, for Stafford went well with them, both resulted in championships. And we're, we're assuming and predicting that the second act for Russell Wilson will be well for, um, will be well for, uh, for him and the Denver Broncos. I, I don't think, I think the Colts are the, I think out of all the Super Bowl contenders and we'll get to them in a minute out of the AFC uh, the the Indianapolis Colts are the are 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 at the bottom of the barrel, but uh, and I think that whoever wins that division, regardless who wins it, whether it's them or Tennessee or if, or if the Jacksonville Jaguars pull a twenty twenty one Cincinnati Bengals and win it, I don't think they'll I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders either. Um, but I but I but I do think that they will make the playoffs. I do think they're the best team in that division because I like because I think Matt I think Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill is. I do worry about the weapons around him. I do worry about that. And John and Jonathan Taylor is a stud, and will and will be and will be fighting tooth and nail. Derrick Henry, best running back in that division, if not in all of football. But the defense is good. The defense is feisty. Darius Leonard is a stud. Is a stud at linebacker, uh, and they will need him to go out there and ball his ass off all season long. But I think the Colts will be a damn good football team heading into 2022. I like them. Um, A team that I like, uh, a team that I like too, uh, I think the Dolphins will be slightly better because they got a good defense, and Tyreek Hill will help too. I don't think that there will be uh, world beaters. Um, a team that I think will surprise um, can't go any team in the a- in the AFC West because everybody and their mother knows that they'll be good. Um, I think regular season wise, Green Bay will be very good. I think Aaron. I think Aaron Rodgers. You know, who's heard the noise and who's heard the noise and you know with. Losing Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers is good at channeling the noise and 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 taking it personally in the regular season, and for whatever the reason, when playoff time comes, his motivational tactics, either the either the expiration date on them come or either the expiration date on them arrive, whatever whatever it is. He kiss the 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 source of motivation regard whatever he uses whether it's media, whether it's the fans and and the and the criticism from the fans on the internet throughout the streets uh the media whatever it is him being looked at now as like the villain of the n f l and not the the dashing hero that he was about ten nine eight years ago, whatever the case might be. For whatever the reason with Rodgers, he's able to channel it and use it from September to December. But when January comes around and playing in that weak-ass division, for whatever reason, whatever motivational tactics he uses or he has in his head that makes him go, makes him tick, for whatever the reason, they all go by the wayside come playoff time. But I think a regular season. You're hearing you're hearing rumblings that that the Vikings that the Vikings win the division, not the Packers. Let me tell you something. Packers went out there and they got dogs. Literally went out there and got Georgia Bulldogs. On the D on those elite, uh, those elite Georgia defenders, national that are coming off a national championship, got elite Georgia defenders drafting them with, with their first, with their, with their multiple first round draft picks, went out there and drafted them, built up their defense. Good luck scoring against the Green Bay Packers this season. You are, as you are not going to have any, it's not going to be an easy task or an easy ask uh to to, to score up against the Green Bay Packers defense this year, this season. I think that and the and the defense improved last season anyway compared to, to compared to how god awful it was in 2020 <clears throat> um uh uh, uh uh Mike Petten but um laugh Brennan that was funny. Um but I think that I think that the defense which has improved from 2020 2021 it's going to be very, very, very good this season in 2022. And a team with a damn good defense and a Hall of Fame at quarterback, that combination in and of itself spells playoffs and spells division title. And Rodgers with a good defense, Packers going to be A-OK. Problem is, will, they, will, their, will their secondary have their Ducks in a row and will the young wide receivers throw in a uh, a seasoned Randall Cobb be ready to uh, make up for uh, for no Devontae Adams being in that wide receiver room? You know, and people and I heard rumblings all off season well because Mike Zimmer's out of there, and I got Kevin O'Connell who did wonders with with the Rams, and Matthew Stafford with them, coming off of a Super Bowl championship, uh, a part of a part of that team, the 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 Vikings are going to win the, are going to win the division, and Kirk Cousins, <clears throat> Kyle Brandt, and Michael Irvin are are is going to win the NFL MVP. Guys, guys, what you see is what you get with Kirk Cousins. Okay, you, you know you he he he's not bad. He's not terrible. He's I. That's what you get with Kirk Cousins. I. Well, he's won one playoff. He's won one playoff game in his life. He's all right. All right. Overpaid. Underrated season. A damn good season, statistically last season. But what you see is what you get with Kirk Cousins, okay? He's not all of a sudden going, going with get Kevin O'Connell in there as his head coach and all of a sudden turn into Fran Tarkington or the rebirth of Brett Favre back in, back in 2009, okay? That's, that's, that's not going to happen. Kirk Cousins, getting him to, st- still getting him to win Monday night football games and winning games in prime time is, 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 is like pulling teeth. He's a, he's a richer version of Andy Dalton with one playoff win is what he is. He's Andy Dalton with one playoff win. And when it comes right down to it, who's who has the better quarterback? I, uh, playoff shortcomings be damned. I'm talking about regular season. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers back-to-back regular season MVP or would you rather have Kirk Cousins? Strictly regular season. You'd be an idiot to take Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers. An idiot, an idiot. It's gonna come down. Yes, the yes the yes the Vikings have Dalvin Cook and they have Thielen. And they have Justin Jefferson, who's big time. But I look at who's got the better quarterback. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. I will take Aaron Rodgers. There's one team that I think will disappoint and will probably take a step back. And you'll say, "Jai, really? Why?" Well, actually, I think two teams. I think the Cardinals will not be as good this season, and I think, and I think the, I think the car, I think the car, three teams: the Cardinals, the Titans, and the Patriots will not be as good this season. I think the Cardinals will not be as good, a because they won't have D Hop for the good portion of the season because of the PEDs, which will hurt them. On top of the fact I think the they'll, they'll the Cardinals will experience buyer's remorse for extending Kings, for extending uh Kingsbury Clingsbury and uh and uh and uh and um Kyler Murray who who in years and seasons past have showed that they that when the, that when the tough gets going the pressure bursts they are the pipe not the diamond that is the end result of of pressure when it's applied to him, and and it's the same old and it's been the same old song and dance with those two the last two previous seasons they've been together. What makes me think it's going to change for a third? On top of the fact that you're hearing J.J. Watt may be a question mark week one with calf issues, and though no, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the best player, the best player on the team to begin this, to begin the season, so I don't like the Cardinals and I don't like the Titans because of the fact I think. How Ryan Tannehill played in a playoff game is a is a tremendous blow to the ego for him. Not to mention they drafted Malik Willis, and they had and they brought him in there, and you know would it would it's would it? I wouldn't put it past him or the Titans And if they get off to a sketchy start, that they say you know what, screw it, blow up their season. And uh, or not blow up their season, but at least wave the white flag in a sense where they go out there and throw Malik Willis out there into the in, into the deep end of the pool and see what and see what he's got. I understand Derek. I understand Derek Henry's still a stud, but you know drafting a rookie wide receiver and replacing to replace uh, AJ Brown a little bit of a sketchy development if you ask me. And with the New England Patriots, you know Bill Belichick's been shady and has been uh, and has not been uh, transparent. And and it's been a little bit of a murky situation of who's gonna be as two coordin- and who's gonna be as offensive coordinator, of course, with Josh McDaniels now the head coach with the Raiders. I don't know. And they and their and their talent corner and their wide receiver and running back talent, a lot left to be desired there. So they'll have a decent they have a good defense, but you know, into winning this league regular season gotta be able to score points. And I think with the lack of with the lack of uh of 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 a clear drawn out plan when it comes to the to the offensive coordinator, you know who's going to suffer the second year quarterback Mac Jones, you know him getting into the system and having a good season ahead last year and then losing his coordinator and having to find another one i i I don't think that I don't think that'll do him or the uh New England Patriots favors heading into the two thousand and twenty two season. I think the Super Bowl contenders we get right down to it. Uh, we'll do A- we'll do AFC, NFC, and then add them all up. I think in the AFC you go by to the division. Your your Super Bowl contenders. Are, your, these are Super Bowl contenders. You go you go you go through the AFC. You got the Bills, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. Throw the Raiders a bone and say Well, no, I won't count the Raiders. I'll go six. You six, you're si- you set si- six out of the seven teams. And maybe not all six will probably even make the playoffs, but heading into the season, you got six teams in AFC that are Super Bowl contenders. One in the east, two one in the east, two in the north, that's uh one in the east, two in the north, that's uh that's three. Three out of the four teams in the AFC in the AFC West. That's six. I don't think the Raiders are Super Bowl contender, despite the addition of Devontae Adams. And I don't think, as I mentioned earlier, the winner of the AFC South, whether it's the Colts or the Titans, are Super Bowl contender. It's the two. It's the Bills in the East. Three out of four in the West, and a two in the North. The Ravens and the Bengals. And that is it. That is it. I think the uh I think that six in the AFC and then you go to the NFC side, you have you have obviously the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks. Those are your three juggernauts. The Rams, the Packers, the the Bucks, and then your dark horses, your sleepers are the Eagles, the Forty ers and that's it. I don't think the Vikings are a Super Bowl contender, even as a dark horse. Nobody in the outside of the Eagles as a dark horse. Nobody else in the East. I was, nobody else out, uh, besides the Bucks in the South, and the West is not going to be as good. I think your three juggernauts: Rams, Packers, and Bucks, and your two sleepers: the Eagles and the um, 49ers. Eagles and 49ers, your two quote-unquote wild card, uh, dark horse sleepers as contenders. And then the three in the Bucs, Rams, and Packers. So if you want to include the Dark Horses, which is five, plus the three I already gave in the NFC, you put it all together, 11 teams heading into the season that, if all breaks well, have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl. 11. And I think... When you cut that, I think, when you really cut it down, you have about eight. About eight. Eight true teams, you could say, I, I see winning the Super Bowl. Three in the West, two in the North, that's five. The Bills, six. And then the, and then the other three, so nine. Eleven heading in. Twelfth, if you want to count the Raiders, be my guess. But nine that you can honestly see holding up the Lombardi trophy. The three in the NFC and six in the AFC. Three in the West, Charger, Chargers, Chargers, Broncos, And uh, Chiefs, two in the north, Ravens and Bengals, and the Bills. You know what time it is. It's prediction time. Get right to it. The Amteliketelios Podcast. Welcome back to the Amateur Like the is podcast. Well, we've done them every year uh, from the 2018 NFL season uh, where yours truly predicted a uh, Jaguars-Eagles Super Bowl to last year where yours truly had a repeat of Super Bowl 55 Buccaneers and Chiefs. And had the Bucks repeating as Super Bowl champions for the fifth—hard to believe—upcoming f- fifth NFL uh, fifth NFL season that I have quote unquote covered uh, for this uh, distinguished and a show that so many people uh, love to listen to and have people contact me. How much they enjoy the program? And believe it or not, on Thursday, Thursday this thursday on this on the 8th the 4 year anniversary of the inaugural episode of the amatelica ties podcast so that is uh that is that's, that's that's that is hard to that's hard to fathom 4 years of the uh, of the uh, of this great podcast and i appreciate Every single last one of you all uh, for for uh, for listening, for downloading the show, sharing it with your uh, with your fr- with your friends and family, uh, fellow sports fans. Joy from the bottom of my heart, thank you for years. On Thursday, the Untelec TIS podcast. That was awesome. It is awesome, uh, Pat McAfee. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Um, But, in all seriousness, fifth year running, let's run it back. My favorite show, one of my favorite shows of the year is the NFL season preview show. Let's do it again. 2022 NFL season predictions. Ain't it good to hear that music back? We will begin with the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills I have obviously winning the division. Their over on the number for the season is eleven and a half. I think the Buffalo Bills are gonna be over. For all the reasons why I spoke against Buffalo in the opening monologue, I'm speaking for them for my pick. they they are hungry. They're due. Josh Allen's a hell of a player. Gabriel Davis. Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Vaughn Miller on defense, Sean McDermott is a hell of a coach in his own right. Take the over for the Buffalo Bills at 15 wins, finishing with a record of 15-2 first place in the AFC East for the third season in a row. Finishing in second place is the Miami Dolphins, over our number for the season is at eight and a half. I will go the over for that. I believe they'll win nine games, finish nine and eight, and miss the playoffs. I think the addition of Tyree Kill will help their offense, but I think Tua. I think Tua is not going to be the answer for them long term. He'll be decent. He'll be serviceable, but I just don't think that he has what it takes to get the Dolphins over the top and to get them into the playoffs and win double digits. Defense should be pretty solid. It was last year. Not exactly sold on the aloof uh, head coach they have, Mike McDaniel, from the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree, but we shall see with a record of 9-8, finishing in second place in AFC East in 2022. The team that I have picked third place in the AFC East is the the New England Patriots at 7-10. Listen, I think the Patriots will be. Uh, I think the Patriots will be competitive. I think the Patriots will not be an easy W on the schedule, but um, I just with the confusion with who's going to be the coordinator, Belichick playing coy, uh, Mac Jones in that second year. You know, you hear the sophomore slump in the NFL a lot of times with young players. Could happen to Mac Jones with a new co- with a new uh, coordinator calling the shots. I don't love their roster, especially on the offensive side. They could struggle, um, but I got the Patriots at seven and ten. They're over on their over under number for the season is at eight and a half. I would take the under on that. The team I have finishing in last place is the uh, New York Jets at 4-13. and 13. They will have no Zach Wilson in week one against uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They will have Joe Flacco at the man at the controls. Um, Their overall number for the season is at five and a half. I would go under with that. Um, they did go out there and add some pieces. CJ Azama tied in a plus. Um, we'll see how they fare on, uh, how they fare on defense, but no Zach Wilson to begin and Joe Flackle uh, to start out the gate is not exactly inspiring. If you're a jet fan, um, and I don't think in my honest opinion, I'm hundred percent sold on Robert Sala myself as the head coach. Jets finish at last place at four and 13 over under on number. Once again, if you want to bet it is at five and a half, we head to the AFC North. The defending AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals will repeat as division champions with a 14-3 and three record. Their over-under number for the season is at 9.5, which I, I understand difficult schedule. Third difficult, most difficult schedule in the National Football League. Most difficult in the conference. But, I mean, you look at their schedule, and I shall pull it up here. Um, you look at the Cincinnati Bengals schedule. I mean, you mean, you mean to explain to me that the Cincinnati I understand they got a difficult stretch the back end of the season, but you mean to explain to me that the Cincinnati Bengals cannot go out there? I mean, look at who they play. They got the Steelers week one, which is a winnable game. This year's Cowboy team is nowhere near as good as last year's Cowboy team week two. A little bit of a challenge. Four twenty-five games CBS, but. I, I mean, they can't start out the season going 4-0 and with the Dolphins in Week 4 on Thursday night. Maybe even 5-6, 7-8-0. No Deshaun Watson against uh, Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett. They're bound to win one of these games against the Browns with Joe Burrow, who's winless against Cleveland, 0-3 in his young career. Well, I, they If everything broke right for them, they could honestly start the season 13-0. and if not 12 and 0 and lose to Kansas City, or start 13 and 0 and lose to the Bucks, or or start 14 uh, and or start 14 15 and 0 and have their first loss be to the Bills, so so honestly, chances of it happening may not you know may not be all that in favor of them in doing so, but I mean you mean tell me Cincinnati Bengals can't win at the minimum 12 games? They won 10 games last year. I mean with a with a worse team on paper they can't they can't win 12 13 games in the sleep I think they can I got them going 14 and three winning the division Ravens finishing in second place at 12 and five uh as getting the fifth seed in the AFC first wild card they're over out for the season it's ten I like the Ravens schedule this season I really really do look at who the Ravens play to be they get the jets week one. The Jets. I mean, you. I mean, and and the Ravens aren't that type of team that you know have those trap games where they play down to the competition. Uh, you know, when the Ravens get garbage, they beat the hell out of you. Uh, you look at who the Ravens play in Week One, or not Week One, but in Week Two, and so on and so forth. Their Week Two game is again, as I get it uploaded here on my dopey screen. Week two, they got the Dolphins. Granted, they lost some last year where Hollywood Brown couldn't catch a, couldn't catch a cold if he licked the bottom of a toilet seat. Um, but they got the Dolphins in week two, the Patriots in week. three. I mean, these are winnable games. I mean, a little bit of a little bit difficult, and they could lose them if they aren't careful. But I mean, these are winnable games. Bills week four, I see being their first loss at home, and it's a and it's a damn shame that game ain't on national television. That's one o'clock. I mean, they couldn't put that game on Monday football, Sunday, for goodness sakes. They get a little bit of, you know, Bengals, Bills and Bengals back to back at home will be a little rough. That'll be a test for them. But then after that, they got the Giants, Jacoby Brissett, and the Browns, and then a little bit of a challenge with the Bucks and the, and the Saints defense week eight and nine. A bye week, and then they get garbage weeks 11 and 12, and then home against the Denver Broncos at the Steelers. So Steelers and Broncos should be a little bit of a— Broncos be the toughest game out of that stretch. And then the and then the Steelers and then the Browns, but they may, they'll have uh, Deshaun Watson back, but that game may not mean anything because the Browns may be out of it. Come uh, come week 15 in mid December, and then the Falcons, who might be the worst team in the sport, the Steelers, and then depending on the Bengals situation, may not need that game in week 18. Man, you the Ravens, the Ravens, you mean to tell me can't win about 11, 12 games out of that? I mean, their five losses. I mean, if you give them they if they get swept by the Bengals, that's two. The the Bills, that's three, and the. And the Bucks, that's four losses. You want to give them a fifth and say that they either that they split with Pittsburgh or lose to the Broncos. I mean, still, even if that's the case, you still give them 12 games. They got a last place schedule. Third place, I've picked them, let's see, I picked them last year to finish in last place at 6-11. And 20- in 2020, I picked them last place at 6-10. 2019, I picked him to finish last at 8-8. Eight eight. One of these years, the, 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 the Mike Thomas is not going to have the horseshoe up his ass and finish with a sub-500 record. I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. 17-game schedule. Your offensive line is in rebuild mode, and you're trying to find a quarterback. Kenny Pickett is third on the depth chart, for goodness sakes. And you're starting out Mitch Trubisky, who is, again, average at best. Uh, Matt Nagy's incompetence be damned. It's gonna str- It's gonna to get Tonga one of these years, and I think this year might be the year. Finishing at seven and ten, third place in the AFC North. They're over on the number for the season. Is at seven and a half. I they would with my prediction. Who who the hell am I? But that is a push at seven and ten. With the Cleveland Browns going six and eleven. Um, I feel the last place simply and their over opening over for the season is at eight and a half. I would go under. You know, they're Deshaun Watson missing a, more than half of the season, and they're about those are wrench to the season. You're not going to get much with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, with with I understand good defense and everything else, but when you don't have the quarterback in National Football League in this conference, especially in this season, you have no shot. Uh, Cleveland not here to stay, but they will return to the cellar of the AFC North temporarily here in 2022. The AFC South, I have the Indianapolis Colts winning the division at 10-7. and seven. Like I said, I think the winner of this division is not a Super Bowl contender under any stretch of the imagination. I think the three wild cards in the AFC have a better shot. Uh, unless it's a team out of the AFC South, which I don't see happening, the three wild cards have a better shot of winning the Super Bowl than I think the winner of the AFC South does with a playoff game and a game in the- with a with a with, a, uh, with a, excuse me with a game in their building. But I think the Colts would be better. I think Matt Ryan is a step above uh, Carson Wentz as far as their scheme and what they're trying to do with Frank Reich. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a damn good running back, a solid one. I th- I like the Colts' chances to win the division with the dec- with the solid defense at ten and seven. The Titans are half finishing in second place, finishing below five hundred at eight and nine. They had they're over on under for the season at nine and a half. The Colts is at uh, nine and a half as well. I go on- over for the Colts, under for the Titans. I just you know some some playoff losses. It's the beginning of the end. You know the you saw it with the Seahawks when they lost to the Rams in 2020, and man, it may very well end. You know it it was the beginning of the end for the uh, for the Texans when they blew the lead to the uh, Chiefs in 2020, and that divisional playoff game might end up being the same with the Titans. I think they'll they'll be competitive with uh, with Derek Henry keeping them in the games, but you know what you see is what you get from Ryan Tannehill. I think they'll finish uh, in uh, third place, or excuse me, in second place in the uh, in the AFC South with a sub-500 record at 8-9. and nine. I think the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be better than a lot of people think, although they overpaid for Christian Kirk, I think having Doug Peterson, a real head coach, a real offensive guy, the work that he did with Carson, and Carson Wentz hasn't been the same quarterback since he left Doug Peterson. And the Philadelphia Eagles. This, of course, amidst the whole Nick Foles drama and everything else. But I think having a head coach in there and Doug Peterson's a good coach. Uh, I, he'll get he'll get the Chargers to respectability. They're over on the number for the season at six and a half. I'll go over with, with that. They will be a very good and tough out seven and ten football team. Expect a uh, a big time second year from Trevor Lawrence. I got the Jaguars uh, not finishing in last place, third place in the AFC South at seven and ten. I think the Texans will finish in last place 3-14. and 14. What, a, what else needs to be said with the Houston Texans with Davis Mills at quarterback? They're over a number for the season. If you're degenerate enough to bet it, it's at 4.5. I would go the under. The AFC West, I got the Chargers winning the division at 16-1, and one, finishing with the number one seed in the AFC winning the division. The only loss I see on the schedule is when, is when they play the Rams. That's it I can see them beating every single team legitimately without fear of contradiction no trolling nothing else I can see them winning every game except against, except against the Rams I honestly can Herbert is a Herbert is a damn good is a damn good quarterback I think has the opportunity to win the MVP this year they got JC Jackson on extended him their elite player in the secondary went out there and got Khalil Mack Joey, him and Joey Bosa will be screaming on that def- for the defensive pass rush, and then offensively you got Austin Eckler, who's no slouch at running back, and then oh by the way, there's uh, Marcus, there's uh, there's uh, Marcus Williams, and then there's um and then there's Keenan Allen as your go to as your go to wide receivers uh, in that room for them, and I think that has an opportunity to be a recipe for success. For the uh, Los Angeles Chargers this season, finishing in first place with a 16 and one record, their opening over- underdog under for the season is at ten and a half. I'd go the over on that. Even if you don't think they're going to win 16 games, I still play the over for the Chargers heading into the season. Best division in football, you'll have three. I think all four teams will fetch with a with a with a with nine wins or more, 500 record or better. Three out of the four teams. And this division will will make the playoffs. I think the Broncos will lock up the second wild card spot at 11 and six with a slightly better record. of Kansas City at 10 and seven. Kansas City's over under number is 10 and a half. That'd be a push. Broncos is at uh, 10 and a half. I'd go over. Um, their rec- their receiving threat doesn't scare you. But the fact that they had a solid defense last season with Drew Lock at with the situation at quarterback they had to deal with with Drew Lock, Russell Wilson I think you know he makes you better. He made the Seahawks respectable and got the Seahawks to the playoffs for years. Not and I understand it's a it's a little bit of a drop off from DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but I think they can run the football if they can run the football decently. Russell Wilson and just have the new energy around them. Uh, which is a positive and a good defense. Denver Broncos gonna be all right at 11 and six. I think the Chiefs will finish at 10 and seven because of the fact that simply, you know, Tyree as, as much as Tyree Kill uh, can be a benefit to the can be a benefit to uh, to the uh, to the Dolphins and not take them all, and not put them over the top. I think I think them losing Tyree Hill doesn't put them into the abyss, but it certainly doesn't help them win the division. And I think for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid Chiefs era, that Chiefs are gonna have to find a way to make it back to a fifth straight AFC Championship game uh, on the road as the uh, seventh and final seventh and final seed in the in the AFC playoff picture with the third and final wildcard seed at ten and seven. Um, I because when you would you ra- look at it this way, folks? Would you rather have Juju Smith? Would you rather have Tyree kill? Uh, as the guy to worry about or Judy Smith-Schuster and MVS. MVS, who was a solid receiver. I understand you can't go wrong going from Aaron Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes, but at the end of the day, what you see is what you get. He's He can't hold a candle to Tyree Kill and any of the top elite wide receivers in the AFC, let alone within that division. <clears throat> Devontae Adams, he is not. Um, and then, of course, uh, Judy Smith-Schuster is going to be too busy making TikToks with uh, Jackson Mahomes instead of winning football games for the uh, for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but they got Patrick Mahomes, they got Andy Reid. They'll find ways to win games, finishing at ten and seven. Raiders are in that last pace with nine and eight. They got playmakers on offense. Devonte Adams will help, but when you, but when, but they pretty much. And this is really no disrespect to the uh, no disrespect to the Las Vegas Raiders per se. But by default, they have the fourth worst division. The, excuse me, the fourth worst quarterback in you know in in the division. You know, Justin Herbert's going to be great. You know, a lot of upside, but we're still counting on that. Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl, been to two. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Derek Carr has yet to win a has yet to win a playoff game. You know, he couldn't get done against Cincinnati Bengals. Couldn't throw the ball in the end zone final drive. So I think just that alone by default puts the Raiders behind the eight ball. But I think they'll be competitive. They'll finish with a above 500 record at nine and eight this season uh, for your Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and I'll get to the playoff. And I think and I'll I'll save the play, I'll save the conference championship Super Bowl for last. We'll go to the NFC side of things. And by the way, the Vegas over under number for the season is at eight and a half. Go to the NFC side of things with the East. I think the Eagles win the division. I told you I'm very high on them at 11-6. Their over-under number for the season is at 9 and a half? I'd go to over for that. Do a die time for Jalen Hurts. I think pressure will build a diamond in him in this case. Not to mention when we coming off for of the season, we had number one rushing attack in football. And then you go out there and you add and bring in A.J. Brown, who's a stud, with Devontae Smith, the guy, the wide receiver, uh, Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, who I love, it's is nowhere else to go but up from a from the uh, from perspective when it comes to the Eagles' offense. Um, and Give me to win the division at an 11 and six to the Dallas Cowboys, who did more subtracting than they did adding this offseason. there's just a worse roster on paper this year, uh, heading into this season than last season. The Dallas Cowboys, they'll find a way to be competitive. They'll find a way to to provide a little bit of foreplay and to uh, and to the the eternal uh, tease that they are to their uh, to their fan base for the last whatever it might be. And Dak Prescott's good; he's above average, very good quarterback. I don't think he can win you a Super Bowl, but he can get you to the playoffs, as he's shown that. Quite a few times over the last six or so seasons in the National Football League, giving the Dallas Cowboys to get the second wildcard spot at 10 and 7. I think the Vikings will finish not winning the division but second place and get the first wildcard spot, fifth seed in the NFC uh, playoff picture. The Dallas Cowboy over under, by the way, is at 10 and a half. They, I got them at a push. The Commanders, I think, should be better. They should be. They Count on Carson Wentz. New environment. New team, he has an opportunity. Two cracks at the, I understand it's not it's not the same coach, but still had two cracks revenge at the Eagles twice a year. Um, Terry McLaurin's a, is a damn good wide receiver. Got a good run. Got a good uh, good de- decent running game. Hopefully the guy, the running back that got shot, tears and pees, him that he recovers uh, properly. And this pick for me to take the uh, Commanders to go nine and eight with a plus five hundred record and to be a playoff contention, really stems on the fact that defense has got to show up and be that twenty and be the twenty twenty and that twenty twenty version of defense has to return instead of whatever the French toast I saw last year, where they were just absolutely just downright disgusting to watch uh, to watch uh, throughout the thick of the season last year. Give me the Commanders finish in third place at nine and eight. They're over under number for the season is at uh, is at seven and a half, uh, and then I got the Giants fishing at four and thirteen. What you see is what you get from Danny Derps. I mean, it's just you're not gonna win games with them. It's just all there is to it. Danny Derps is a uh, is a, a disaster and an accident waiting to happen behind center. The Giants over under number for the season is at seven and a half, which is way too damn high. Uh, give me the under for that at 4-13, uh, finishing in last place with Brian Dable's first uh, first season under center. Under center. First season as the head coach for the New York football Giants. You go to the NFC North, and I think the Green Bay Packers, as I already mentioned, will win the division at 15-2, and two, get the number one seed in the NFC, uh... Win uh, be- beating edging out the Vikings by five games because they still have Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP behind center, and when in this division, as it's come down to for many a years, it comes down to who has the better quarterback, and and who and if they and if it, and if you have the better quarterback and he's healthy, you're going to win the division as the Packers often do. I think they'll have it at 15 and 2. They're over on their number for the season at 10 and a half. I'd go over on that, albeit no uh Devontae Adams. Uh, but I th- I don't think Aaron Rodgers will skip a beat there might be some growing pains, but I think the defense will be so damn good. And I think their defense will kinda, you know, learn how to win games uh the way that you know and kind of learn from from knowing how to win games like they couldn't last year um like they couldn't last year where the defense uh where their defense held them, you know, held the 49ers and check as best they possibly could had it not been for the defensive ga- excuse me, the special teams gaffes from the uh from the uh from the Green Bay Packers. But I think they kinda took a look I think it'll take a page out of 49ers' book and judging by how they approach this year the draft defensively of say we might have to win some games defensively this season. And if that's what it takes, we're going to have the players to do it. And I think the Green Bay Packers will go about their business accordingly. I think a team that will finish in second place in that division, as I previously stated, with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Kevin O'Connell will help Kirk Cousins. I think he'll have a good good season this year. Not great, but a good season. Dalvin Cook running back and just with the, the tremendous offense that they have. They're they're going they're bound to make the playoffs and they're bound to to peek through after having a nine and excuse me an eight and nine season last year. Um, they're over under number the seasons at nine and a half. I'd go over at eleven and six. They will have the best. They will have the fifth seed in the top wild card spot this year. I think the team that finished in third place will be the Detroit Lions. And I have not seen now one episode of Hard Knox, so this is not me under the Hard Knox influence under any circumstances. But I think the Lions will finish at third place at six and eleven. Their over on over under number for the season is at six and a half. I think they'll push. They'll be a competitive team, but still roster wise, they won't be as good as they as uh, as many people will as many people are hyping them up to be, but they will be a solid and a, and a watchable football team compared to, they're on the right track. I'll play until like that in the, and, and there will be signs of improvement. Cause then I don't think they'll finish in last place. They'll finish at six 11. The team that I won't, that I do think will finish in last place is the uh, Chicago bears at four and 13. Who albeit, you know how much I love Justin Fields. I don't see much, uh much bright side. Uh, with that team, the, the other at the other 52 players amongst that roster, six and a half. I go the under four and thirteen. The Chicago Bears in 2022. We head to the NFC South. I think the Bucks will finish at 13 and four, win the division. There's a lot of talk, a lot of chatter. Will will it be an issue with the offense? I think the offensive line could could be some areas for growing pains and could be areas to struggle. But Brady is gonna have that ship running right. He and Byron Leftwich gonna be on the same page. It'll be the first year uh, with uh, Todd Bowles at the controls uh, pressure season. Not necessary for the franchise, but for him personally, if he fails with Brady at, as the starting quarterback, he'll never have another head coaching job in the NFL again uh, because he was he was uninspiring as a head coach to put it lightly with the Jets. His last uh, head coaching his last head coaching gig with them. Um, But, I, you know, they brought in Julio Jones. Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, coming off of an ACL injury on top of Mike Evans. They'll miss Gronk. But I think Julio Jones, if he stays healthy, will be a solid addition. Running back with playoff lenny. Decent defense. Not great, but a solid defense. Bucks should be all right uh, in that garbage of a division that is the NFC South. They're over under them for the season is at 11 and a half. I'd go over with that. A team that, a team that I think will finish second is the New Orleans Saints at 9 and 8. Jameis Winston, I expect to have a, a, a solid bounce back season. Uh, be in the conversation for offense for, excuse me, comeback player of the year. 9 and 8 defense. They added pieces uh, such as uh, Tyron Matthew, to name a few, or excuse me, to name one. But I think, uh, and they will have Alan Camaro who somehow avoid NFL discipline after the assault issue that took place before the Pro Bowl back in January. There'll be a solid team, competitive team, finishing at nine and eight. The Saints' over under number for the season is at eight and a half. I'd go over. The Panthers will finish at six and eleven. We'll see with Bacon Mayfield. Um, I think that I think that it has a lot more questions than answers when it comes to how he'll do. With the Carolina Panthers, their over, f- over under number for the season is at six and a half. I think they'll push at six and eleven. Falcons, worst team in the sport. Mariota stinks. One sixteen, finishing in last place. Over under number for the season for them is at four and a half. I'd go the under with that. And then the West, who uh, who I do not see being the best division in the NFC as they have been in previous years. I think the Rams are still. Win, I think the Rams will still in the division at fourteen and three, uh, with the Stafford's elbow issues. Be damned. They did add Bobby Wagner, who's a Hall of Fame linebacker, which him and, him and Aaron Donald on the same team. I'd hate to be offensive coordinators preparing for them uh, this season. Uh, so that's an, a so that's a positive uh, that you cannot take lightly. They have uh, average at best rushing attack. I understand that. But their defense, with the Cooper Cup Stafford combination, the, the Rams like the Bengals are going to be damn good in 2022. I don't think there'll be much of a Super Bowl hangover for them. Ten and ten and ten and a half is their over under number. I'd go over when the division at 14 and three. The 49ers eventually second place at 10 and seven and get the third and final wild card spot, 7 seed in the NFC. I think their defense will win them a lot of games this year. Question mark whether or not George Kittle will be able to go for them week one against uh, against Chicago. And if Trey Lance screws screws the pooch uh, with a soft sc- schedule to begin, I think Shanahan won't waste any time throwing Jimmy G back in there. And you'll get another playoff a year from the San Francisco 49ers this year. Over-under number for them is at nine and a half. Uh, I have it as an over at 10-7. Cardinals 8-9. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. I don't trust uh, Kyler Murray. Up and down season last two years. And it's going to be more of the same uh, with them this year. And no DeAndre Hopkins, which hurts them. Uh, I have them finishing at 8-9. Their over-under for the season is at 8 and a half. It's a push. Uh, Seahawks at 14 and 13 is my brother will have them for the first time. It's a true diehard Seahawks fan. They'll test his faith with Geno Smith behind center. <clears throat> Good luck with that. Um, at 14 and three, Pete Carroll's lost thinking that his, he has a chance to compete. Why he and Snyder are the, are, are the head coach and GM of the 49ers. I'll never understand. They'll finish in last place with a four and 13 record. They're all over under number for the season is at five and a half. I think your AFC championship game. And I had to think about this one because there's a lot of combination that makes sense. A lot that I played throughout my head over the last couple of weeks. But I understand picking with your heart versus picking with your head. But when you pick with your heart, and and your head backs it up based on facts and logic and what you're looking at here, I I don't see it as a surprise. This pick, I don't think to be a surprise. I think after all the talk, the comparisons, these two fan bases on Twitter and on the internet going at each other over the last couple years because they were drafted in the same draft class, I think this is going to be the year where it's going to be the first of many battles for these two young quarterbacks. I think it is going to be a Bengals-Chargers AFC championship game. I think the Bengals make it back. I think the Chargers, having learned their lesson, Brandon Staley, and that's a big if. If they learned their lesson and right their wrongs from the week eighteen disaster against the Raiders, they improved their defense, extended their star players in the secondary, went out there and got Khalil Mack. Herbert's a stud. Eckler can run the football with the best of them. And Keenan Allen and Williams, Lord have mercy, help you if you're a defensive coordinator. And it's gonna and I think at Herbert is in a situation. Where he's where he's uh, on the brink from setting the league on fire. He's heard about the talk about about Mahomes, about uh, about Allen, about uh, Russell Wilson within his own division, and even to a certain degree for some ungodly reason, Derek Carr getting a whole hell of a lot of love. He's gonna be like, hey, allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm Justin Herbert. Not only do I have him winning the NFL MVP this season, I got him making it to the taking the Chargers to the AFC Championship game as the number one seed, and I think the Bengals will go back to the scene of the crime, the crime quote unquote, and that is them. Oh, and that is theirs, and that is the place where they lost Super 56. I think they will return back there. And they will beat the Chargers for the first time. Burrow is 0-2. Well, he's 0-1 against Justin Herbert in his career. I think he might be be 0-2. Winless against Justin Herbert, I think that'll change in the AFC Championship game. I think that'll change. They'll return to SoFi, where they lost the Super Bowl back in February. Make it back to the Super Bowl. Back to back AFC champions. I got my Cincinnati Bengals making it back. And who they will play will be the winner of who I think will be the AFC and the NFC championship game between the Bucks and the Rams. Yeah, that's right. The Bucs and the Rams. I like Aaron Rodgers and the I like Aaron Rodgers to win the division. I like them to make it back to the playoffs. But when it comes to January, it's what have you done for me lately? And I will take the goat, and I will take the goat Tom Brady, who has, who who I like better than the who I like better than the uh, than the than the Green Bay Packers against the Rams, who are better than the and who have been able to beat Brady in the Bucks, and I will take them uh, in the NFC Championship game in SoFi. So I think so. What we will have, I will root for chaos, and I will pick chaos, and have two of the conference championship games in the same building, probably hours away. I don't know how the NFL will do it. One game will be on a Saturday, the other game will be on Sunday, or one game will start at, or one game will you know will kick off at one o'clock, uh, Eastern time, ten o'clock Pacific, and then the other game kick off at uh. At, uh, at 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 uh, at six o'clock here in the east, three o'clock. However way they're gonna do it, it won't be my issue. It'll be up to the National Football League and the SoFi Stadium authorities. But I think both LA teams will make it to the will make it to the conference championship games. Will host both of the conference championship games. I think you'll have the two Super Bowl teams from last year make it back to excuse me the conference championship games again. For them to meet up against each other in Super Bowl Fifty Seven, that's right. I repicked last. I repicked the twenty. I repicked Super Bowl Fifty Five. Super Bowl to prevent it happening in two thousand and twenty one. I will do the same thing again. Wanting, hoping, actually this time instead of me putting the jinx on them, putting the whammy on them, because every single Super Bowl that I've picked and every single Super Bowl team that I've picked to win, the Ravens last year, the Bucks. Or, excuse me, the Ravens in 2020 and the Bucks in 2021. I've put the whammy on them and I've gotten them wrong. But, and they, and ironically enough, they've both, they've both, those two seasons got bounced in the divisional round. So hopefully, I'm praying to God, knock on wood, that the Bengals don't get bounced in the divisional round. But uh, listen, one of these, ye- one of these years, I've been doing it for, this is the fifth year I've done it. Four years in a row, I've gotten it wrong and I, and it's been a jinx. Hopefully, the jinx will be up and the whammy that I will put on my Super Bowl pick will be up because I, I understand that I don't want to necessarily jinx them, but I want it so bad. And this is the rare times where my fandom is kind of collage, is kind of is kind of colliding with and intersecting with Jai Shields, the the football analyst, podcaster slash uh, neutral broadcaster. In my pick, I think it will be a rematch of last year's Super Bowl, same time next year in Phoenix, Glendale, Arizona, State Farm Stadium, Bengals, Rams, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. My Cincinnati Bengals are taking it this time. Herbert win the MVP. Joe Mixon, Offensive Player of the Year. Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year. Jameis Winston, Comeback Player of the Year. Sky Moore for Kansas City, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Aiden Hutchinson, Defensive Rookie of the Year for Detroit. Kevin O'Connell, Coach of the Year. My Bengals are going to go back and make it back. going to be a rough-ass road, but they're going to make it back to the Super Bowl, and they're going to take what is rightfully theirs. Mark the tape Wednesday, September the 7th, 2022. Come talk to me February 13th, that Monday. Bills, Rams, back right after this. Welcome back to the um, like TI is podcast. Well, we've waited uh, what uh, what seven a little less than seven months for this day, the NFL kickoff game uh, between to kick off the 2022 NFL regular season between the uh, Buffalo Bills. And the uh, and the L.A. Rams. You asked for it, you got it. Bills and Rams, SoFi Stadium to begin the two thousand and twenty two NFL regular season. Um, you know, we'll see. Buffalo no, had a number one rated pass defense last year. That's another reason why I think they're they're going to be very good uh this season as well. I forgot to mention that when I was picking them in the winter division. Number one rated number one rated pass pass defense last season um going up against the going up against the Rams. You know, they had Matthew Stafford on a little bit of a pitch count, uh not a little bit, but they had but they had Matthew Stafford on a pitch count uh a lot during training camp. He nor did any of the uh Rams starters play in the preseason. The buff, the uh, the Bills suited up, uh, suited up a few of their guys, um, a few of their guys, uh, in the latter, in the uh, latter weeks of, uh, in the latter weeks of, uh, of preseason, which I think does, uh, now with the Rams, with the Rams, I don't, it's, I don't find necessarily be a bad thing with the Rams per se because they did have a because they did have a long season uh you know they had the they and the Bengals can say that they had that they were the first to to play Literally the longest uh, season in NFL history with the seven, with the seven, more so the Rams and the Bengals because the Rams needed the Week 18 game against San Francisco and the Bengals didn't need the Week 18 game against uh, against Cleveland. So more so, all, although the, although the Rams had although the Rams had to although the Rams had to uh home home playoff games and had to fly cross country for for the for the loan for the lone uh road playoff game they had and uh, and and the and the Bengals had two road playoff games that weren't that and didn't and, and and didn't have to deal with a whole hell of a lot of travel and the and the and the Rams obviously weren't weren't the case. So it, so it, so it's kind of the yin and the of the yang the rams had the rams you know played played more games where you know were more physically tired because games 1 through 18 or excuse me 1 through the super bowl they needed every single as one of them and and all of and their starters and the big time players played in every one again the rams needed the week 18 game the uh, against san francisco the bengals did not uh, but the but the Rams had to travel cross country for their for their only lone road playoff game they had back in January, and they had and a if you include Super Bowl had three home playoff games. The Bengals only had one, but they had minimal travel, excluding the Super Bowl, playing playing Tennessee and playing uh Kansas City in the divisional, and then the uh playing Kansas, playing uh Tennessee in the divisional and Kansas City in the championship game. But uh, so you know, it all depends on the team. It all depends on the team. It all depends on the coach. It all depends on the, on on the, on on the coach's philosophy of how of how they of how they like to do it. Typically, my my line of thinking is that I kind of lay low, and the team that that doesn't play their starters at all, if 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 any, or at any little to little to none at all, the team that doesn't play their starters in preseason, I, I worry but I worry about that team to begin the season especially in these in these early games where it's where the slate is wiped clean there's no previous game tape to look at no stats to go off of of you know from 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 a, from a week ago it's all all you stats all the stats and all the film you watch and you go off of is from the pre, is from the previous season there's no tape to look at there's no tape to look at and to study of the actual of the actual twenty twenty two rams and twenty twenty two buffalo bills there you know you look at preseason there's there's players on the field both on both on both sides of the football that aren't that aren't there anymore you look at stats from the Rams from a, you know from last year there's there there are parts about their team from last year that aren't on their team that aren't on their uh, that aren't on, that aren't on their team this year and vice versa. So typically, I, I I I lay low with with that, but I think with the Rams, it won't mean it won't mean that much. Yes, no Von Miller, he's on the other side. Andrew Whitworth's retired, and the uh, and and Matthew Stafford's got the uh, and Matthew Stafford has the um, you know had issues with his elbow, which would worry me. But I think Buffalo, hearing the hype. I and McVeigh can say it till he's blue in the face. We've moved on, and I believe that he has, and I understand that it's tough for the road team to beat. It's only it's it's only happened twice. In throughout the in like the last ten years, where the team where the defending Super Bowl champion heading the heading into the kickoff game the next season loses the 2013 Ravens, which had that game on the on the road in Denver instead of home against Denver because the Orioles wouldn't give up a uh, wouldn't give up a home game against the Red Sox if I do remember correctly, and the 2017 Patriots. Are the only, yeah, the 2017 Patriots are the only two teams in the last uh, 20, in the last 10 years or so that have, that the Super Bowl champion has lost the, 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 the kickoff game, that Thursday night kickoff game opener, the, you know, the, the following uh, September. But I do think that, you know, I, I just think with the Rams, I don't know. I, I think I don't think there'll be a hangover, but I do think it'll take a minute for them to get their sea legs underneath them, so to speak, in regards of getting back into the rhythm of okay, it's a new season. I don't think that they can just hop in and be all systems go because of the fact that they that they've reached the mountaintop. And when you've reached the mountaintop, there's more. There's there's more of a higher, and there's a higher chance, and more of a chance for you to, for you, for better or for worse, you know, seep subconsciously or fully consciously and and making it a choice in doing so, seeking into that complacency. The Buffalo Bills are a hungry or a hungry football team, if not more hungry now than they were this time heading into last season. So I think the Buffalo Bills will answer the Bell here in this first game. It'll be a good game. Anticipate uh, I I anticipate being the type of level of a game as 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 Cowboys and Bucks was last season. Um but I but I think you'll I think you'll I think you'll have I think the Buffalo Bills will pull this one out uh in the end by the final score of uh I think twenty seven twenty four Buffalo wins, first game of the season. Twenty seven twenty four, and we'll be back to recap that and to preview the other week one action across the National Football League, along with everything else in sports on Friday's episode of the Until I could Tell You podcast. So if you're new to the program and you like what you heard, please do not hesitate to subscribe, follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram at the J I will talk to you guys episode on Thursday. And then one right behind it on Friday. I will talk to you in those two episodes then. See ya.